Welcome guys, welcome. Uh, I'm your host, Mr. Stretch, and you've tuned in to The Rugby Noise, the podcast where we discuss, banter, and talk about anything and everything rugby by the fans, for the fans. Uh, so, currently, uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa is in its uh, ninth round. Uh, this weekend we have the Highlanders taking on the Crusaders and the Hurricanes taking on the Chiefs and the Blues have a bye uh, but more importantly the game between uh, all eyes will be on the game between Crusaders and Highlanders because the Highlanders need to do the Blues a favour here which is to beat the Crusaders um, at any cost to keep the tournament going otherwise the Crusaders can wrap up the inaugural Super Rugby Aotearoa competition with a game to spare um, as they sit 7 points clear um, already and with a win uh, no team can catch up with the amount of points on offer um, also the Hurricanes they'll be wanting to try and increase their chances if the Highlanders do manage to beat the Crusaders they'll want to try and take maximum points to overtake the Blues um, but really, it, it is looking like a Crusaders uh, show. Um, the Blues fan in me wanted, really wanted it to come down to the final match in Eden Park between the Crusaders and the Blues as a uh, so-called uh, final of the tournament. And it still can end up like that, but we do need the Highlanders to beat the Crusaders and starve them of a bonus point so that they will go to Eden Park uh, to play for the championship. Um, Australian uh, Super Rugby has been been, uh, going on as well. Uh, I think they're in the mid part of their tournaments. They're about season uh, round five, I think, round five or six. Um, But nothing really, nothing really um, interesting or spectacular in the sense of rugby play from from the Australians uh, league. So, um, yeah. Uh, in other news, we also have the confirmation of the rescheduled uh, remaining games of the Northern Six Nations tournament. Um, currently, at the moment, England and France sit on the top of the, the uh, table with England in the leading spot on uh, points differential. Um, and they don't get to play each other Um and it pretty much looks like it's going to come down to who can score the most points in their last game because uh, both France and England are in, uh, sit ahead in the points differential. So if they both win their games, it'll come down to uh, who scores the more points because currently England are ahead on points differential by four. I think it's four? Yeah, by four points or two points. So France, even if they do win their match, they'll need to score more points in the game than England to take the number one spot for the, uh, the championship um, in the, um, the Six Nations. Uh, also confirmed um, taking place after the Six Nations will be a Six Nations plus Two Nations uh, tournament which has been organised with the current Six Nations, England, Wales, Ireland, Scotland, France and Italy, and including in the extra two nations will be Japan and Fiji. Of course, uh, 
very, very random how they've picked Fiji, uh, possibly because of the uh, the close alliance and ties that they they made with the uh, chairman uh, during the voting to get him back into the the power seat. So um, yeah, a lot of people also feeling that uh, Georgia missed out. Uh, very, very unlucky, and that they should have been the team to have gone got that spot to go into that uh, end of year tournament with Japan. Uh, definitely Japan. Japan definitely deserves to be there, um, especially after their 2019 World Cup um, hosting and exceptional um, play, as well as the fact that the uh, New Zealand Southern Hemisphere um, debacle is looking a bit more messier as we as we carry on through to the next uh, couple months with um, Australia not really agreeing with how New Zealand is setting up the next tournament to replace the uh, Super Rugby format. Um, the, uh, the consensus is that New Zealand want to create a tournament with 10 teams um, and they are adamant that they get 5 teams and there's no push or shove on that which is, which is arguably you cannot deny, you know, New Zealand have five best um, teams in the Southern Hemisphere at the moment, and if not, uh, you know, the top top six or seven, including the Northern Hemisphere. So, you know, there, there's no argument there. Um, and then they want to include a Pacific Nations team, so someone like uh, from Fiji or uh, Samoa or Tonga, um, as well as uh, two three Australian um, franchises and Australia are very unhappy with this because they are adamant that they deserve to have five teams in the tournament as well but from every angle and from every point of view that I can see I just I cannot see their logic because when you look at the numbers you look at the statistics Australia are not really producing strong rugby at the moment they um are sitting seventh in the international ranking, um, you know, and at the moment, if we go on the current form of the uh, Super Rugby Australia tournament, basically it really means that only the Brumbies and New South Wales pretty much are the only two that would deserve to go on merit into this tournament um, but in general my kind of consensus would have been that, that they would go with the Brumbies because they've won a super championship uh, Waratahs because they've won the super championship as well as the uh, Queensland Reds in my eyes these three are the main provinces that I believe uh, are able to uh, able to uh, create, a, create teams that are able to compete with the rest of New Zealand teams not only that the merit of them winning a Super Rugby Championship should give them the passage to uh, stay on board it is going to be uh, very dicey considering the uh, Western Force as well as Uh, sorry, as well as the other side that has been making up the five teams of uh, Australia. 
And uh, as we already know, the Western Force were um, eliminated and relegated out of the Super Rugby uh, a year ago. And they've been playing in this tournament uh, that was set up in the South Pacific, South Asian Pacific, sorry, um, called Rapid Rugby. Um, but yeah, so it's looking like the new, uh, the new tournament for the Southern Hemisphere uh, Super Teams is looking like it's going to be a ten man, a ten team tournament uh, featuring five New Zealand teams, three Australian teams, and two overseas teams, uh, which would most likely be a Pacific Islands team and a Japanese team, something like the Sunwolves. And the World Rugby has also stepped in to confirm that they are more than willing to uh, financially help and set up the two smaller franchise teams in this tournament from Japan or from the Pacific Islands um, so that they are, they are able to compete and stay afloat within the tournament, which has compounded the problem with Australia because it basically gives Australia no room to try and uh, negotiate. Well, at this point in time, it's basically been them trying to demand uh, that they get the five teams in the next tournament. Um, and what makes it a bit more uh, interesting is, is that Australia are also going ahead with putting up a world, hosting Rugby World Cup bid for the 2027 uh, Rugby World Cup and have, all, have stated in the media um, already that if they don't get their five teams put into this new competition, they will definitely, definitely not be looking to share or associate or even allow New Zealand to have any sort of sub-hosting right with that uh, 27, uh, 2027 World Cup if their bid is successful, meaning that it will be purely held in Australia uh, which gives me uh, the memories of the last time that Australia and New Zealand tried bloody doing this and in the end Australia went on to host the, the Rugby World Cup by themselves even though that there was a, there was a clause and a term for New Zealand to sub-host as well a couple of the games as well as a semi-final um, but that didn't fall through so again Australia looking to use that as, as leverage against New Zealand to try and s persuade them that if they let them have five teams now, then in the future they'll be able to consider maybe helping them give back to that, which would be letting them host some of their Rugby World Cup games if they win the bid. But to me, I feel like even if, even if that was the case, I still feel New Zealand are in a strong enough position to decline that and carry on. The one prospect that I think will be very interesting to see is if Australia don't get their five-team proposal, then they're also willing to step away and start and play their own tournament with other nations, like in the South Pacific, like with um, the Rapid Rugby teams, um, as well as the South Asian um, nations so if that was to take place that means New Zealand would basically be the only major country in the tournament bar the 
Pacific Islands team and the Japanese side, which doesn't really dilute the talent or the pool enough to where it maximises the the round-robin effect because you're basically going to be seeing what we're seeing now with the uh, Aotearoa Super Rugby Tournament, which is New Zealand teams playing against each other in, in local derbies, which, one, I know a lot of people around the world as well as fans in New Zealand uh, do enjoy because it just brings out spectacular rugby and the, the skills and the gameplay is just sublime. But problem that it faces is that you look at these types of caliber of games and you know you ask any of those super rugby players from those New Zealand franchises and they'll all turn around and say that a New Zealand franchise versus New Zealand franchise is the closest thing you'll get to a international test without playing an international test so uh, they say it's quite it takes quite a toll on them on the on the players bodies and 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 it is a very very uh, fatiguing um, setup, uh, especially when you consider that New Zealand play probably the most formidable and dominant um, attacking running rugby in the world at the moment, and even South Africa, even being the current world champions, would probably even say so themselves that currently at the moment, provincially and super rugby franchise wise. New Zealand are actually probably the most dominant and most uh, most susceptible to, to um, creating attacking and and uh, fluent uh, rugby. Um, also, bearing in mind, there has been no word or any kind of confirmation in regards to the Bettersloe four test uh, four test match series. That was talked about earlier on in the month between the NZR, the uh, New Zealand Rugby and Australia Rugby. Um, the COVID situation has actually got worse since then um, and is putting into doubt if Australia is even capable of even hosting any any rugby matches. Um, and at this stage, it's, it, it's looking like I think they might be better off just playing a... a two test or even at most three test series in New Zealand um, so that they can maximise the stadium and crowd factor um, and also the rugby championship which was earlier spoken about with the uh, Sansa um, members as well as NZR um, is looking like it might not be able to go ahead, uh, considering that South Africa, out of the South Africa and Argentina, out of the uh, the four nations, um, aren't back playing provincial rugby yet. So only Australia and New Zealand have managed to get their local tournaments back underway. The Curry Cup for South Africa is still on hiatus and not looking to probably start any time this this uh, month or next, and probably not this year which would mean that the South African players would be coming in um, undercooked, no no preparation, um, they've had no game time. Um, So they would either of, A, would need to have warm-up matches in New Zealand before they settle down into the championship, or B, would have to host a series of games 
before uh, leaving to be quarantined in New Zealand to participate in the championship. And both of those options are looking very unlikely. So it could look like South Africa might not be able to join the party for the rugby championship, whether that means they carry on and don't include them or if they just create a set of test matches for the nations in that window is uh, unclear. Um, Also, uh, there was wind of the concept that because the rugby championship was being hosted in New Zealand, it would very much put the favourites as New Zealand and that would put pretty much all of the all of the all the eggs in the All Blacks basket uh, to go on and uh, regain the rugby championship remembering that that South Africa uh, won the rugby championship last year um, as well as going on to win the Rugby World Cup so currently the rugby championship title and Rugby World Cup are sitting with South Africa at the moment um, if we look at the uh, the world rankings since since the end of the Rugby World Cup and the Six Nations that started in the start of the year before the, uh, the situation um, you'll see that South Africa sits on top of the world rankings with a 94 point 94 point rank um, and then in second place is believe it or not New Zealand. New Zealand have gone up to second place in the world rankings, um, ranked at 92, which um, is amazing considering that they didn't go to the grand final of the Rugby World Cup and have managed to still manage to get themselves into second rank Um, and then have pushed England down to third. And it's it's really kind of put put uh, the English in a point of where they're feeling like that. I don't think that they're actually going to be able to stand up and um, stake claim to the dominant performance that they put in against the All Blacks in the semi-final uh, at the World Cup. Um, a lot of critics and a lot of people have been saying that they think that that was the one hit wonder you know they um, almost just like what happened with the All Blacks the All Blacks played their grand final against the the Irish in the quarter final and the English played their grand final against New Zealand in the semi-final and to be fair I I can't really see England being dominant in, in the facet of of World rankings or winning test matches um, consecutively, um, just for the pure fact that the way that they went on from beating New Zealand to losing to South Africa the way they did just basically confirmed that it was it was a one-off match that they managed to turn up for um, and had a really good game plan to try and outplay the All Blacks. Other than that, they actually haven't got anything to really build a solid foundation on to go forward with. Um, and haven't really shown anything formidably worth worth saying is is, is up there um, in those uh, set of uh, Six Nation games that they played at the start of the year. Um, also, the um, 
the fact that New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Argentina, France, and Wales um, have all managed to have all managed to excel and 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 um, bring a new a new uh, uh, how would one say um, form or or evolve their form of uh, last the last uh, cycle um, basically it kind of only just leaves the British and Irish Lions tour of South Africa the only major test fixtures to look forward to which will be in um, uh, J- June July of 2021 um, that that looks like it could um, like it could be quite an interesting test series um, some people have been saying that it could already be in jeopardy, in jeopardy considering the fact that the current British and Irish Lions coach uh, Wayne, uh, um, Gatland, War, uh, Warren Gatland has had a shocker of a season so far in the uh, Super Rugby LT at all with the Chiefs coaching the Chiefs and has not won a single match yet and is not it, it just seems like a lot of people have been putting up the suggestion that maybe the way that he coaches and his tactics don't suit Southern Hemisphere rugby players, and that's why he was so successful with Wales and the um, the Premiership teams. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people, really do want to see the rematch between um, South Africa and New Zealand um, at some stage. And also, there was there was a notion from Warren Gatlin saying that they needed some warm-up matches before heading over to South Africa, and possibly one of those warm-up matches could be a rematch against the All Blacks, which, if everyone recanters back to the last British and Irish Lions tour of New Zealand, that ended as a draw, one apiece, in controversial circumstances, and a lot of people believe that that, that was actually a, a botched series considering that the referees and um, botched a lot of the calls in that last test match at the end of the test match going into what would have been a winning goal uh, goal kick for New Zealand to win the test match and the series um, but yeah so um, some some are saying that this could be a, uh, a rematch between the British and Irish Lions uh, to settle the uh, the grudge between the two, um, and it'd be interesting because the British and Irish Lions, I think, have not managed to to be this successful in incons- consecutive run um, ever. You know, they've, if they've ever had a, if they were successful, it was a tour, and then that was it. We'd never heard from it, for, uh, you know, for a few years, and then. It's, yeah, so the British and Irish Lions really do need to kind of step up and, and, and stay claim to why they are a pinnacle team and why they deserve to have their tours around New Zealand, Australia and South Africa. Um, it is it is looking like that in the future, if the global season does get underway, 
uh, the, the British and Irish Lions tours could be a, a very, very um, seldom thing of the past that we see almost to the point where the British and Irish Lions will probably not carry on with their every 12-year tour of a nation and probably just have one-off um, special test matches um, like the like the Barbarians do which would be a shame because the, uh, the four home nations that create that team bring out some superb players in each nation and and um, it sometimes it's just a, a joy to watch um, a lot of these players playing together in the same team in a national side um, playing the world's best like the All Blacks or the Springboks or the Wallabies or you know so yeah well anyway guys um, a bit of a banter banter episode this this, uh, this week and um, yeah so we're looking forward to the weekend games uh, hopefully the uh, Crusaders can can lose abysmally and the Highlanders can pull out a random win for uh, for Morel and the Hurricanes well it'll be just good for Warren Gatlin to get a win under his belt eight games into the tournament so hopefully the Chiefs can come away with a, a long awaited win um, and yeah so Thanks, guys, for listening and tuning in. Don't forget all our social media. Uh, you, know, you can catch us on YouTube, on the DSFFC channel, uh, with myself, Mr. Stretch, and the Rugby Noise, and DB Dazed on the EPL TV NZ um, show. Uh, don't forget uh, Instagram. Rugby noise. Um, any questions or any any um, anything that you might think that we want to discuss or you want to want to put a point of view across? Uh, drop us an email at therugbynoise at gmail.com. And yeah, um, I will catch you in the next one. Cheers.